You're listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. You can find notes for this message along with more info on our church by visiting church2911.com. Now here's our family pastor, Kristen, with today's message. We've been talking all these last few weeks about all these things Jesus said. Today I want to talk to you about um, what Jesus says about life. And so here in John 10, 10, it says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. So Jesus, what he says about life is he says, hey, I have come so you can have life. But not just any life. He said, I've come so I can give you life to the full. And um, I think that probably most of us would like life, and we would like it to be good, and we would like it to be great. But, but I, I want to go on and just say there to, um, to the different versions. There's actually different versions. And one says in the um, NLT version, it says, my purpose is to give them rich and satisfying life. Um, it also, another version, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. And then I came that they may have life and have it in all its fullness. Man, that sounds really good. Like Jesus came to give you rich and satisfying life. He came to give you life abundantly. I feel like that's the one I've, I've heard a lot. Um, but then I like the NIV that I used first there because it says I came to give you life to the full. And I thought that's really um, I think really important in today's world because look around, right? Everybody's trying to have life to the full. Maybe not right now during COVID, okay? I'll give you that. During this time, it's definitely not been a year of life to the full. But think about how people live around us is that they're trying so hard to find life to the full. They're trying so hard. Um, you know, YOLO and uh, you do you and all these things that we're doing is like, because you go figure out what's going to make you happy, right? What's going to satisfy you? What's going to make your life feel rich? What's going to make you have all these satisfying, wonderful, amazing feelings? And right here we have it. Wait a minute. Our Savior, Jesus, has already promised, I didn't just come to give you life. I came to give you life to the full. I came to give you that full, wonderful satisfying feeling. And so I want to talk a little bit about that today, but before we do, I just want to pray with you really quick before we kick into the rest of that, if you will. God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for this opportunity to get to be here in front of all of these here today. And Lord, I don't want to speak my words today, God, but I want to speak what you have laid on me today, that you would help me to share with everyone here what you have for us. That God, when we leave today and we go out to celebrate the rest of this wonderful time, this wonderful season, that we would have this focus of what you have said, what Jesus has said to our hearts, and that we can go out and live our lives in that way to the full. And I pray, and I thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so I want to go to this and think about how that look around us that people are looking for this still right now. We think sometimes in COVID, you know, maybe like, oh, we've just kind of accepted that our life is different. But, but look around, because I will say this, I decorated two Christmas trees this year at my house, and we put them up before Thanksgiving. And if you knew anything about my family, you would know that that just shows right there we needed something to celebrate, okay? And I think if you drive down the street, you see that people have lights up, they have decorations. Everybody is looking for something this year to be awesome. Everybody is looking for that thing in their life. And as Christians, if you're a Christian, you probably believe that, hey, Jesus came to give us life. But I hope today that you believe that, hey, he came to give us something that's worth sharing with others also, something really awesome. And so I think the only way we can share that, though, is if we have that. So we need to look at what kind of life would Jesus mean? Because I feel like a lot of times when I've heard that verse in the past, I've thought about people talking about, you know, 
the, the nice, wonderful blessings of, you know, not worrying about this and, and, and monetary things and material things. But I think about what kind of things did Jesus tell us to focus on. So I go to something else that Jesus said. Um, Jesus said in Matthew 6, 31 and 32, he says, So do not worry saying, what we, shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. See, what Jesus is saying is, wait a minute. Those things, that's not what I came for. I didn't come so you could, not, so you could worry about making sure that I'm going to, you know, you have what to eat or, or even like where to live and, and what car and all these different blessings. He said, wait, that's not the life that I came to give you to the full. In fact, he even goes on and he sa- he's saying there, he's saying, don't worry about those things. Like not God doesn't care, but hey, God already has it figured out. Don't worry about that. In fact, he, in Matthew seven eleven he says, if you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. Because right? We're not, we're not God. We're not as amazing and awesome as God. But if my son comes and asks me for something, I want to give him good gifts, right? So even if we can do that, then how much more will your father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So you know what? If God already knows that we have need of those things, he's already going to give us those things. So that's not what God, what Jesus is saying here, I feel like. I feel like he is telling us, hey, I want to give you a rich and satisfying life. And I think about what kind of things did Jesus promise us. I think he wants to give us a life that's full of joy and full of peace, full of love, full of this rich, satisfying feeling that we know only comes when you have a life with Jesus, right? And so I think that that is something that all of us would probably say we want. All of you sitting here today would probably say, man, I want that rich, satisfying life. And in fact, I would go as far as say that some of us sometimes aren't waking up every day and feeling like we have that rich, satisfying life, and we're looking for that rich, satisfying life. Maybe today that's where you are. Maybe today you feel like this has been a tough year, a tough life maybe, and you're thinking, hey, I want that. I want to have that full feeling of satisfying. And so um, I want to let you know that God obviously has this promise for you today that he wants to give you this rich, full, satisfying life. And to study what that means, I want to go back to the Old Testament. I know we're talking about what Jesus says, but I think um, the Israelites are some of our best examples showing us really God's plan, how he wanted it to be. And a lot of times it's foreshadowing not only their mistakes and things, but things that we need to look at. So I want to go back and talk about the Israelites today to talk about how do we get that promised full rich life and what part do we play in that. So uh, if you have grown up, in church in any way, you've probably heard about the Israelites as slaves in Egypt, right? So the Israelites were slaves in Egypt, and they cried out to God, you know, they wanted to be freed. I would want to be freed if I was living in bondage and slavery. They wanted to be freed, and so God sends Moses to the Israelites, and God tells the Israelites that, um, God tells Moses to tell the Israelites that, hey, I've come to free you, and I'm going to do miraculous things and signs. And God does. He does these miraculous signs, these miraculous things, and he frees them. But he doesn't just free them. He gives them a promise. And so here in Exodus 6, 6 through 8, it says, Therefore say to the Israelites, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. I will free you from being slaves to them, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with mighty acts of judgment. I will take you as my own people, and I will be your God. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God who brought you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. And I will bring you to the land I swore with uplifted hand to give to Abram, to Isaac, and to Jacob. I will give it to you as a possession. I am the Lord. 
So he doesn't just take them out of where they were. If you're sitting here today and you're a Christian, then maybe you have a memory of what, where you were, you know? You have a memory of the bondage, of the things that kept you down. Maybe, you know, even in your walk with, with God, but Jesus, you've had moments where you just felt that bondage, and you know that God has freed you from that. Well, God didn't just free the Egyptians. He said, hey, I don't want to just free you. I want to give you this promise of this life that is great and wonderful. And I believe that God truly wanted to give that to each one of them. But if you also know that story, you know that some things happened along the way. You know that some things happened that kept them from really receiving that promise. And so I want to look today really quick at what happened. See, when the Egyptians came out of Egypt and they began to walk through the desert, first thing that happened, well, some of the things that happened was they began to grumble and complain, you know? They began, they complained about silly things that they shouldn't have been worried about, like where, what are we going to eat and what are we going to drink? But you know what? God took care of it because he gives us good gifts and he gave them manna from heaven. He gave them water from rocks. He took care of those needs. But you know, they just, they couldn't let that off. They just, it was like they just couldn't be happy with where they were going. It was just the grumbling, complaining about where they were. And then the, something else happened is the Israelites began to build their own gods. You know, they got kind of impatient with where they were and what was going on and what they could and couldn't see. And they began to even make their own gods, their own things to worship to bring that satisfying feeling that they were so desperately looking for that God had already promised them. And then, um, sorry, then, um, I'm sorry, I just totally messed up my thing. They began to look back at Egypt. They began to look back at where they come from. You remember that place that they were crying and begging to God to free us? They began to look back at that and think that wasn't too bad. You know? In the middle of this, they forgot to look to the future and look to what was coming, and they began to look back and say, oh, well, that really wasn't that bad. We could go back there. And then I think the last thing that really, man, cost them is they get all the way there. Can you imagine taking that journey? They get all the way there, and they send spies in, and they come out, and they tell them, hey, look, they basically come out and say, this isn't going to be easy. And they all kind of say, oh, wait a minute. I don't know about this. I don't... I'm scared of this. I don't think we can do this. And they lose trust in the promise. They lose trust in the God who gave them the promise. And because of that, even though the Israelites were freed from slavery, man, did they miss the life they were promised. They wandered in the desert for 40 years until all of them, except for Caleb and Joshua, had, that were adults, that were of you know, grown men age, we're going on. Not one of them that left Egypt got to walk into the promise. I think, man, what an awful way. And I think we've probably heard that story growing up, but how many times have we stopped to think, is that the life I'm living? Because I think as Christians, we would say, hey, we're so thankful for where God has brought us out of, and we believe that he has a promise. But how many days do we get up and we live like the Israelites? instead of living like God asked us to live. And so you might think, well, I'm not like them. I don't grumble and complain. I'm thankful to God. But how many times do we get up and we've had the rough day and we show up to work and probably all we have to say is negative things about our day? How many times, 
and I'm sorry, do we get on social media and we have to grumble and complain about that thing that just really bothers us and irritates us? And see, to us, it's not really that big a deal, right? But I think to the Israelites, maybe it really wasn't that big a deal to grumble and complain about this. I mean, I need food, God. So why can't I complain when I don't have it? That makes total sense. But what better way would it be if instead of grumbling and complaining, we had joy and love in the midst of our struggles? What better way to walk this journey towards our promise? What better way to influence the people around us if in the midst of our struggles, in the midst of a year that probably everyone around you has something to complain about, you had joy? Um, then I think about how that they turn to their own idols. I don't have any gold or melting down in my backyard. I'm pretty sure you don't either. I'm not building any statues or anything anytime soon. But I think a lot of times we know that when we talk about idols, when we talk about those things, we think about what are the things in our life like that. So what's the thing that during this COVID time, during your busy work days, during all this struggle that you have, whatever you're going through in your life right now, what's that thing that you turn to? You know, is it something as simple as that, that time that we just kind of veg out in our phones and our TVs, and that's, I, that's my relief time. But man, you have a God. You sent a Savior. You said, hey, I want you to come and find peace in me. On that rough day when something's going on, I want you to come and find peace in me. And then I think about looking back to the past. How many times do we look back to where we came from? How many times, maybe, maybe you don't actually think, oh, I want to go back to the way I was living then, but maybe we begin to compromise. Maybe we begin to forget where we were and how we got there. We begin to think, well, it's okay if I just do this. Or it's okay if I just kind of put this off for a little while. I don't have to spend that time with God. I don't have to do these things right now. And we begin to compromise our daily life. See, you can't get up and walk towards the promise every day if you're not actually getting up every day and making those choices to walk towards the promise. So we've got to remember, don't look to the past, but we've got to remember the grace that brought us out of that place, out of that past, and walk forward in that. And then four is, um, you know, they forgot to look at God and who the God they serve. And for me, this has been a struggle this week because that would probably be my biggest thing. Is sometimes I get so caught up and I don't want people to think I have it, that I think I have it figured out. And I'm so worried about it. And, I, and oh, I don't know if I can do that. And I don't want people to think I know how to do that. And I'm, you know, I just want someone else to do that. But you know what? Sometimes I get, we get so caught up in who we are and our weakness and our inability that we forget that I'm not just showing people who I am. I'm showing people who he is. And when I don't trust in his promise, when I don't trust in what he has for me to walk through, then I'm not trusting in who he is to show other people. And so I want us today to trust in a God and what he has for us and to show that to other people. Um, I want to, to kind of lay all this out today. And I feel like I've kind of walked through all these steps, but I wanted to lay it out today because I feel like where we are today as we're ending this year and we're going into the next year, is as a church, we're at a really exciting, awesome place. Look around. We're in this new building. I know you look around and you're like, well, these walls, you know, they're not. But you know what? We're in a place where we're headed to a promise. And I'll give God a promise. 
we're in a place where we're headed somewhere that we feel like we were promised maybe even years ago as a church. We're in a place where we're doing things that maybe we didn't see three years ago how it could happen. And you right now, whether you realize it or not, are in a place in your life like that. Because the ultimate promise is heaven, right? Pastor came two weeks ago and he shared with us about how that Jesus' ultimate last promise was a place like no other, was a promised land like no other. And that every day we should be getting up and we should be living our life for that promise. Every day we should be getting up and we should be living our life. And so today, maybe I said some of these things that you feel like, oh, wow, she stepped on my toes there with grumbling and complaining about this. Or maybe you said, hey, yeah, there's some things I've been compromising. Or, hey, I haven't been trusting God with that promise. Or maybe I've just been complacent. You know, I think sometimes the Israelites were just, they weren't in bondage. It's okay. It's pretty good out here in the desert. You know, it's not too bad. I can live like this. But, man, they never knew what they're missing. And what if you never know what you're missing? What if we never know what we're missing? And more than that, what if the people around us never know what they're missing? So uh, going back to Jesus gave us that promise in John 10, 10, but I want to show you really quick what he said before that promise. John 10, 10, the very beginning of that verse says, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. See, the problem with us living just happily in the desert is not just that we can't have the promise, but it's that the enemy is out there and he's waiting for that chance to take it, to take all of it, to kill and steal and destroy. And if he can just kill your promise, then those people that are around you that need to see that joy in your life, they need to see that rich, satisfying, full life that you're living they need to question, what is it about that person next to me in that cubicle or down the hall? What is it about them that is so full of joy in the midst of this time? They need to see you living the promise. And if the enemy can just keep you from living your promise, the man, he can keep a lot of people from getting to see what a mighty and awesome God we have. And so today I want us to, to look at that and to look in our lives. And I don't want that to be a burdensome thing because that's not what God called us to is to a burden, right? But he called us to live a life where we can seek out every day and get up and look to that promise. What's your promise today? What has God offered and put in front of you today? What do you have? What is that thing that you're praying for, that you're believing for? Today, I want to tell you that Jesus promised that even though this year, your life might feel right now like, the enemy has come and he has stolen and he has destroyed. Jesus said, but wait, I've come to give you life and to give it to the full. And that includes all those desires and things in your heart. And so today I want us to not, I don't want to just play to your emotions day. I want, because I want you to get up tomorrow and I want you to think, hey, today I want to live my life for the promise. I don't want to live in the desert anymore. I want to live my life for the promise. And so Today, that is what I encourage you to do. Today, that is what I encourage us to get up tomorrow and to live our life for that. So I actually, if the um, musicians want to come back and everything, I actually want to ask today, this, if you will, if you'll, um, y'all can go ahead and stand with me and stuff. But today, don't just rush into this because I don't want this to be something that we just take lightly. Because I know when I think about what God has promised me. When I think about where I came from, 
and I would think about where I'm going, that I get a little excited, that something builds up inside of me because I think there's somewhere amazing to go. See, you have something amazing to do. We say it all the time at 2911. You have something amazing to do for God. He has a great plan for you. But if we want to get there, I think we have to keep our eyes on that promise. And so today I ask that you would spend some time searching your heart and saying, where is that place that I can step forward towards that promise? And today, if you have, um, maybe today you're in that bondage, or maybe today you're just dealing with something that has nothing even to do with you, but you're dealing with a problem or an issue or, or something, and you just need someone to join with you in prayer. I want you to know that we have prayer team members that will be up here on the side, and, and don't let them just stand there and you be standing there alone, because whatever that thing is on your journey, God's got people right here that want to walk through that with you. They want to pray with you about that. But today, if, if even if that's not where you are, I ask that everybody, that we would... We would spend time that we would um, search our hearts today and look and see where is it that I don't want to be like the Israelites. I want to run after the fullness and the great things that God has. If you need prayer, we'd love to pray with you. You can email our prayer team at prayer at church2911.com or text us at 205-476-2911. You can learn more about our church by visiting church2911.com or connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at church2911. Thanks for listening to the 2911 Sermons Podcast. We hope you know that God has an amazing dream for you. And as always, we dare you to dream.